I'm Aaron, that's Will. We are bringing you the passion, tradition and drama of college football to listeners down under. Because we fucking love college football. They hand it off to Johnson, Boise State has won the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. Can you believe it? Whoa, he has trouble with the snap and the ball is free. It's picked up by Michigan State's Jalen Watts Jackson and he scores on the last play of the game. Unbelievable. Hello again and welcome to another and final episode of College Football Down Under. My name is Aaron Kemp. As always, I am joined by Will Murden in the sweat box today. How's it going today, Will? It is warm up here. It is warm. And it is yes. our last episode, so I'm excited. I'm, I'm really keen to, to get into this one today. We've got so much to cover off on, and I don't know, I... I it's been a bit of a ride to get here. It has, and we say last show. We mean last show for season 2018, of course. We uh, we will be back next season. We'll be back in the new year, uh, but of course, I jet overseas in. Yeah, we'd under lo- two we'd weeks, love to so. get a few more out to follow the bowl games, especially in and around the championship games yep. at the the end of December. But for whatever reason, you're off traveling the world, and someone's got to stay back and and hold fort. But it's been fun. And we'll keep going with it. So, as you said, we uh, we want to continue to build on to next year and we'll yeah. finish this year off with a bang now. Yeah, and as always, do follow us on uh, Twitter and on Instagram and stay up to date with all the stuff that will be going on there around more on the gambling front probably, but uh, social media team will certainly keep you up to date with those things. Join us at College Football Down Under. Make sure you do tell your friends about us. Uh, and we can get set for a, a massive bowl season and then into 2019. Definitely. All right, today we are going to cover off on a few bits and pieces around the news because there is a bit going on at the moment as teams continue to move coaching staffs and things like that. Uh, touch quickly on the Army-Navy game, which is happening this weekend. We've got all the big previews from the... Well, every bowl game, we're going to quickly blitz through all of them and and have a bit of a focus on the New Year's Six. Uh, And then we will head into, as per usual, the championship draft. The bowl prediction, or our final bowl prediction, Will needs this one if he's going to tie things up at 2-all. On the punt, and then a quick wrap-up of the season thus far. I say the season thus far. The season technically has finished. We are into bowl season now. Quick bits of news, Will. Got any tidbits yes. for me? Yes, so I've got a few things that I think we need to cover off on. Now, firstly, big news coming out of Ohio State today. Urban Meyer, retired. Yes. So this is something that you called a few weeks back, actually. Uh, you, you said it was on the card. you kind of been talking about it for a little while. And obviously his health's been uh, degrading a little bit and it, it plays a part in it. We don't know how much that scandal at the start of the year has kind of caused a little bit more of that stress in his life, but he is stepping down. He is, and Ryan Day appears the guy to take over. He was the one that stepped in for those three games uh, early in the season when Urban Meyer was serving his three-game suspension. He is the current offensive coordinator, did a fantastic job in those three games. What... Does this mean for the Buckeyes? Just quickly, I know I've got a lot to get through, yeah. but just quickly for the Buckeyes, I mean, I know my thoughts on it. I think if you're a Michigan fan, you are probably celebrating tonight. 
But yeah. what are your thoughts on? Well, how- I mean, Urban Urban Meyer has been incredibly successful at Ohio State. He's done some amazing things there, and he's built that program back up to where they feel they should always be, right at the top of the college football ranks. So. He's done an amazing job. I, I like the hire. Uh, everything that Day has done in from an offensive side has been excellent. So backing that in, they need to sort that defensive coordinator position out. They need to get someone in who can do that. But the way that they recruit, the, the system that they have in place, I think it's going to be easy enough for him to carry on. And I, I like Ohio State moving forward in this. I think that whilst you are losing a legend, there's always going to be a bit of a step back from that. I'll, I'll sit back and give them the benefit of the doubt thinking that they're going to be all right here. Now, Ryan Day, of course, has never been a head coach anywhere. Is that of any concern? All of a sudden, you know, while it was good to step in in an interim basis for three games, he now has got to run the show and coordinate everything, including those recruiting efforts, which Urban Meyer was notoriously good at. And whilst Ohio State does recruit itself, so to speak, a fair bit, you know, if there's any bad momentum and downswings, uh, they take a hit on the recruiting trail and, and that reflects in season performances. But I see a step back for Ohio State. I think Urban Meyer has been one of the top three or four coaches in college football over the past 10 years, going back to his days at Florida. He's a proven winner. He won a national championship or a couple of national championships there, and then has moved to Ohio State and is winning national championship or has won a national championship there as well. So you are losing an extremely good coach, and I don't. I just don't think you replace him like that. I think Ohio State take a step back over the next four or five years. Yes. Okay. Moving along. Uh, other news to come out today. Kelly Bryant's found a home. He has. So he's uh, nominated at Missouri yes. as his graduate transfer landing spot. Now, Drew Locke, of course, is the quarterback there at the moment. He will be moving on. Yes. So that obviously allows Kelly Bryant to step in and, and play straight away, you would think. Uh, but an interesting spot, big deal, not really thoughts on that one for him. Yeah, I, I think it's a good spot to go to. I think uh, Missouri's offense is quite uh, suitable for his game style, and I think he'll fit in well there. He's in the SEC, so it's going to be tough. I, I never really rated him that much as a player, to be honest, so I don't expect him to come out and light up the nation and then all of a sudden be a Heisman contender. I think he'll struggle in the SEC and, you know, it's it's a good spot for him, a good program to go and be the starter at, but nothing huge from my end. I agree. I think he's more of a runner than a passer and he's got some accuracy issues, especially pushing pushing the ball downfield um, and especially in the, oh, well, those kind of intermediate to, to deep throws. He, he does struggle accuracy-wise there. So, uh, yeah, an interesting one for Missouri, but it's probably the big kind of marquee player, I suppose, on offer so far this year. Yes, so... Uh on from that, Cliff Kingsbury has been confirmed at USC. So we yes. touched on this on Monday that it was a little bit up in the air, that there were conflicting reports, but now it is a done deal, confirmed at USC. Well, staying on the uh, coaching conversation, Scott Satterfield joins Louisville. They chased after Jeff Brom pretty hard at Purdue, but he said, I'm staying here um, and in West Lafayette, and he is doing that. Uh, Scott Satterfield comes across from App State, and they've been fantastic, like you have said in the last couple of weeks, in the Sun Belt since coming up from FCS. Uh, and 
you know, it'll be interesting to see if he can turn a program around that's really, really struggled over the last uh, 12 months since Lamar Jackson's left. Yeah, but I, I really like that spot for a, for an up-and-coming coach. Like, it for... I don't didn't like it so much for more of a name brand guy, but someone like uh, Setterfield at App State, I think it's a perfect spot because they're in prime recruiting territory down there. They're in the ACC that's outside of Clemson, quite open at the moment. You can come in and, yes, you know Louisville have been pretty terrible, but you can quickly turn things around and see results and get yourself back up into the top of that conference for sure. Yeah, I. Yeah, I mean, Florida State will be back and be better. So you've got to confront that every year. Uh, but if they can be finishing in the top three or four of the ACC Atlantic, I think they'll be happy with that. Moving along, Mike Loxley signs at Maryland. He is the current offensive coordinator at Alabama. Um, since the removal, reinstatement, and then removal again of DJ Durkin, Uh Matt Canada was the offensive coordinator. He was the interim guy, and there was some talk that he might take over, but it appears that Mike Loxley... Well, it doesn't appear. It is confirmed that Mike Loxley is the guy there now. Yes, you got any more coach moves for us? I don't. I'm sure you do. It puts Matt Canada in an interesting position as an offensive coordinator. He's kind of uh, been viewed as uh, a bit of a different operator in terms of the offense that he runs, but... Uh, he now will move on to potentially his fourth or fifth school in about six or seven years. So he was at LSU, he was at Pitt the year before that, now at Maryland. Uh, I just don't know if he's ever going to find that landing position for him. No. Um, You've so got some more coaching no, moves? No more coaches. Another point that I wanted to bring out at this time of year, though, is we're starting to hear a number of players who are skipping their bowl games and uh, focusing on the NFL. So already there's been over a half dozen who've made the call, and I feel like it's a higher number than, than usual. I mean, there's, there's always one or two that you hear about, the big-name players that make that call, and, you know, it, it is what it is. But already this year we've had Noah Fant, the... Uh, At Iowa, the yeah. tight end. The number one tight end prospect, yeah. uh, Rashan Gary at Michigan. He's been injured and out all over the place anyway, though. Yep. So he's but big-time player. Uh, Kelvin Harmon at uh, NC State. He's a wide receiver there. Took yep. to be one of, the, one of the first wide receivers off the board. And Keel Harry. Yeah, uh, Arizona State. Yep, correct. Uh, Justice Hill. Oh, your boy. Yeah, running back at Oklahoma State has decided he's not going to. Ed Oliver, uh, potential top three pick, superstar at Houston, said he was go- uh, foregoing his senior year right from the, the get-go, was declaring before the season even started, so not a huge surprise there. Debo Samuel. Uh, at South Carolina. South Carolina. He's, and, he's a unit. And Greedy Williams at LSU as well. I just... Uh, I don't love it. I... Your top guys are never going to get questioned on it. Because like, obviously all these guys go into that draft process. They get interviewed a lot. And that's quite a rigorous process for them. Your Greedy Williams and your Ed Olivers, they're not going to get questioned on it. Because they're going to be the top guys at their position taken. However, these other guys that are kind of fringing wide receivers, maybe a third round guy, they will get crucified for coming out early. I don't really understand how Kelvin Harmon, even at Greedy Williams, you're playing at a position that isn't really, you're not in the trenches, you're not copying a whole heap of contact. Play your bowl game. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, he's projected, Creedy Williams projected a top 10 pick. Yeah, and I get that. But and we saw what happened with Jalen Smith. Yeah. Blowing his knee out. Yeah. Uh, and dropping as a result of that. And now he's getting it done at uh, Dallas. 
uh, and has bounced back quite successfully. There are the risks there. I mean, regardless of the position that you play. But that's the risk with the whole game. Like, I just don't understand they're happy and dedicated and it's school pride when they're playing in conference championship games. But as soon as it's a bowl game, like, unless it's a, like, uh, playoff semi-final, they're just like, nah, I'm, I'm out. And yeah. it's like, well, you're picking and choosing here a bit. I don't know. Correct. Definitely one to watch out for when uh, placing your bets too. Well, exactly, because they're losing those big guys. I would be interested to see. I don't know if these guys get all the perks and travel with the team if they've elected not to play in the game. I would game. imagine not. I hope they don't. It wouldn't make sense. But anyway. But they come um, along for all the fun. So, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting one. I, I don't, I'm not huge on it. I, no. I understand it, but I want to see the best products on the field for these games. And unfortunately, a lot of the time, you're not going to get that. And it's becoming more and more popular to dip out of these ones. Another quick note for me the Heisman is going to be awarded on Saturday, yep. on the 8th of December. Um, we've got Tua, Kyler Murray, and Dwayne Haskins have all been invited to New York, New York uh, for that presentation, uh, and it is a coin flip. Apparently, yeah. So where are you sitting on it? I think it's Kyler Murray, and it's kind of a, it is a bit of an award of what have you done for me lately. Tua really struggled in that, uh, in that SEC championship game. Kyler doing, and I know they're not going to say that it's down to one game. Uh, I think Kyler has been a bigger player for his team and had them in when they've needed plays from guys he's been there now I'm not saying that Tua hasn't had a fantastic season he's had a season that is potentially uncomparable uh, in terms of quarterback play but they're so good across the board that like we said he didn't even play in a fourth quarter until you know late November so I'm taking Kyler I Kyler Murray, I think they're both fantastic, and it really doesn't bother me. I don't, I don't have a dog in this one, so I don't feel that either way. I, I think they're both deserving winners, which is such a politically correct statement. But anyway, it sure is. Yeah, um, you're spot on though. It's, it's a really tough one. It, I feel like Tua has been leading all year, and if he does drop it, he lost it on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. With the, with the weekend's results, which is disappointing, yeah. but that's the way these things go when you're, you know, at the top of the top or whatever you're fighting for. I, I still think Tua takes it out, and that's just because I think they love the SEC so much that that kind of creeps into things, and, and he's able to get it done. And he's been deserved all year, so that's that's where I would think. But same as you, either way, I don't know. Maybe I don't like Oklahoma a little bit as well. Yeah, oh, is there that in there, is there? Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, we could talk about this one a little bit longer, but we will move on. Yes, before we jump into our bowl games, because I, I know we need to get to them. We've got a lot of them. There is something that I want to dial back from right back at the start oh, of the year. Oh, Jesus. Oh, there's, Jesus. There's not many of you out there listening, I'm sure, who've been dialed into every uh, one of our episodes. This but is not boding well for me. you got this smug real, little look on your face. Real early on, we uh, made some bowl predictions for the season. Yes, we did. The entire season. And... And uh, I was just hoping we could revisit them now, knowing what we do, to see how we travelled with them. You wouldn't have brought this up, because I'd actually forgotten about it, but you wouldn't bring this up unless this suits you. I remember a few of mine. Yes. I said Miami was going to run the table and they've crashed and burned. That is true. That you said Miami will go undefeated in season play for 2018. Yep, they did not do that. Okay, okay. Uh, I said Purdue would be ranked at some point. No, so not not in this one. Uh, that was uh, maybe uh, a different oh, week was one pick. Maybe, okay. I'm not sure. But you had... Uh, 
SEC to not make the playoffs? You had no SEC team making the playoffs. They went as close as you can to having two in. But they didn't. So but they still had the number one team. They did, yes. So that's a swing and a miss there. Yeah. And then to cap things off, you had Brian Kelly will be fired during the 2018 Ooh, season. They're undefeated. They are undefeated <laughs> and going to a bowl game. Well, he remodeled his staff and it's paid dividends for him so well done to brian kelly yes and i say that because you missed like real big on yours mine i I didn't hit like i had Jarrett stidham will be the first quarterback drafted that's not going to happen he still will get drafted in the first couple of rounds i expect but he's not going to be the first no uh and i had texas or michigan will reach the national championship game both teams were much better than they have been yeah 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 but didn't even make the playoffs in the end, so kind of missed on that one too. Yeah, I mean, you did go a lot closer than me, but let's let's not talk about what we haven't got. Let's talk about what we have got. And I've got two bold corrections. Correct this year, you only have oh, one. Yeah. So Boring ass, like all the favourites. Okay, so let's yeah. move on. Uh, quick one on Army versus Navy. Uh, just want to have a quick chat about this one because this is a massive game on the college football landscape. Everybody's got a team. Of course, not everybody uh, went to Annapolis or, or West Point. Um for their respective uh, service academy, but everyone's got a team. A bit like, I guess, a comparison here would be State of Origin rugby, in that everyone has got Queensland or New South Wales, even if you know we're South Australian born, and you would be a Queensland. Queen, yep, and a lot of South Australians tend to be. I generally like the Maroons a little bit more in that one as well. Uh, but everyone's got a team, and America is no different in the Army Navy game. Navy's won. Well, had won 14 in a row, which was the longest streak in the series. Uh, up until two years ago, uh, sorry, Navy had won 14 in a row. Army have won the last two. There's a couple of little kind of interesting things they do. They do the prisoner exchange, which is an interesting one where a couple of students who are studying at a semester at the opposite uh, academy, do they do a bit of an exchange, which is a little bit symbolic, but quite interesting. Uh and it is a war, this game. They literally, it is four yards, blast each other, smash each other, both triple option teams, and they just go at it for, you know, 60 minutes. Yeah, no, it's a ripper. The fanfare around it, it's it's something you really need to witness. It'd be great to go to one day. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how hard tickets are to come by, but yeah. would be absolutely fantastic to visit. Uh, who have you got this year's matchup? Uh, I'm taking Army in this one. They're the favourite for the first time in 2001. I haven't watched a lot of these teams this year, I must admit. I did like Navy coming into the year, but their defence has just been a little bit too porous uh, to stop Army, and I think they get up. Yep, no, I agree with you on that one. I think Army get the job done. They've been a pretty good team this year. They've yep. uh, played some tight games in the ones that they've dropped including that matchup with Oklahoma that everyone's aware of. But they've also won uh, a lot of football games and are a decent outfit this year. Yep, and if you get a chance to watch it here in Australia, it is definitely worth a look. It is probably the most kind of stereotypical, from an Australian perspective, American point of view and and things that are involved with that. Um, The amount of people that follow it uh, that are currently serving overseas is ridiculous. And, of course, it is a very, very heated battle between those two prestigious and and very traditional academies. Yes. 
All right, let's jump into... So that's obviously this weekend. Let's jump into now the bowl games. Uh, where do you want to start? Well, are we going to go run this in chronological order? We certainly are, mate. We're going to start... So kicking off at December the 15th, Saturday, December 15th over there, which will be Sunday, December the 16th for us here in Australia. Yep. We have a number of games that kick off there and then they flow right on through to something like the 8th of January or something crazy. No, it's not that late, is it? I think so. I think there are games uh, kind of a good, decent chunk after the national championship or after... We've got January 7 is the national championship game or January yeah. 8, so... And yeah. Gen 1, they've got a couple of games on New Year's Day, but yes. there's a bit of a breather between those games and then the national championship game. Yep, okay. Anyway, pushing on. So... Let's start from the start. We'll, uh, we'll run through them. We don't want to spend too much time because there are a lot of games here. If you feel like you have something impassioned to say on any of these matchups, please dive in and get into it. Apart from that, give me a pick. I'll make a pick. Someone's got to write this down. And yeah. We'll, uh, you do that. We'll see how we track. Uh, okay. I'll listen back. All right. Okay. Kicking off. The Gildan New Mexico Bowl. North Texas and Utah State. Two high-powered offenses. Uh, I'm going to take Utah State, but definitely if you're after points, watch that one. Okay, yeah, I'm with you. I like Utah State in that matchup. Uh, the Auto Nation Cure Bowl. We have Tulane Green Wave versus the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. Now, Louisiana made the Sunbelt Conference Championship game, of course, went down last week to App State. Tulane, I've had some good moments, but I'm going to take the Raging Cajuns, I think. You're taking the Raging Cajuns? I'm going to take the Green Wave. Yeah, and that's not a bad shout. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Next along, Mitsubishi Motors Las Vegas Bowl. This one would be a good one to go to. Oh, absolutely. For the kids. Fresno (laughs) State and Arizona State. I'm not particularly impressed by Fresno State's effort last week on the Smurf Turf, but I am going to take them only because I think Arizona State without Nikhil Harry are going to care a little bit less about this one, whereas it means it's going to mean a bit more, I think, to Fresno. They'll stay ranked, and I think they get over the top. Yes, huge out for Arizona State. I am on Fresno State as well on this one. Okay. Uh, the Raycom Media Camellia Bowl. I lo- you're doing well on the pronunciation, so well done. Yeah, media can be a tough word every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> That I and A, you know. We have Eastern Michigan. That was a bad joke. Yep. Up against Georgia Southern. I'm taking Georgia Southern triple option style. Okay. I will agree with you there. I like Georgia Southern in that game. Next, we have the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. Good. Yep. So here we have Middle Tennessee coming up against Appalachian State. Now, Middle Tennessee off their loss to UAB. Appalachian State off their win in the Sunbelt Conference Championship. I'm going to take the Mountaineers in Scott Satterfield's last game coaching for Appalachian State. Yeah, I mean, I like Middle Tennessee in this one because they've been a very good team this year, but App State uh, have been awesome all year, so I'll, I'll back you as well on that one. All right. So, moving things along. December 18. Yeah. We get to the... Here we go. Go on. Go on. Yeah. The Cherubundi Tart Cherry Boca Raton Bowl. Boca Raton. Yeah. 
Oh, whatever, it's mate. It's in Florida. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> uh, this one is a Tuesday, so this is where we start to get some midweek games. So yep. hopefully you've got a bit of time off late December and you don't have to work and you can just watch football. Yeah. Here we have Northern Illinois up against UAB. Uh, I'm going to take the Huskies off their win uh, against Buffalo in the MAC championship game. UAB beat Middle Tennessee in Conference USA championship game. Oh, I'm going to take the Huskies, I think. I think they'll shut down enough of the Blazers' offense with a, with a pretty good a pretty good defense that, that led the MAC last... Uh, sorry, in the, uh, this season just gone. So I think I'll take Northern Illinois, but with very little confidence. Yeah, I'm Northern Illinois. I like their pass rush. That, yeah. show, that showed out uh, in their conference championship match, and I think that will be... Uh, Sutton Smith, yeah. Exactly right. Fair a fair enough. bit for UAB to handle. Yep. Moving on the Frisco Bowl, Frisco. We, ha- we have Ohio, the Bobcats, up against San Diego State Aztecs. I'm going to take the Mountain West in that one, and I'm going to say San Diego State. Yes, I am with you again. Picking a few too many similar ones here, yeah. but I, I believe San Diego State are a good football team. Uh, probably a bit underrated this year, and we'll get away with the win there. Cool. Next is the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. You've done that, actually. you pronounced that quite well. Thank you. Well done. This is in Tampa, Florida. This is in Tampa, Florida. We have USF, the Bulls, up against Marshall. Well, this is a home game for South Florida. They play in Raymond James Stadium. They, this is, you know, so I'm taking the Bulls the whole way. Uh, I think that they handle it with Jordan Cronkite running back and, and their kind of weapons. Uh, Charles Strong will have them going well and they'll beat Marshall. Yeah, a bit misleading the Bulls this year, though. When you look back on their schedule, they've gone uh, 6-0 and against teams that aren't bowling. Yep. And 1-5 and against teams that are. The Cardiac Cows, they'll get it done. Yeah, and I, I agree with you. Uh, good Aussie punter at USF, so back that in and we'll take the Bulls together there. Uh, next is the Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl. This would be a good one to get as well. Oh, get wouldn't to go to the Bahamas. That would be so cool. So you've got sh- the student athletes from FIU and Toledo who get a sweet little holiday out there. Yeah. Who I'm you gonna, on here? I'm going to take Toledo. Uh, now, Butch Davis is the coach at FIU. Uh, he won't have enough for Jason Candle, is it, at Toledo, who's done a fantastic job offensively with the Rockets, and I'm going to say that they win that one. Okay, I'm taking FIU. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, because it's just less distance to travel? Or? A, a little bit that, a little bit, I don't know. Butch, uh, Butch Davis is a good coach. He'll, he'll have them ready to go. Okay, interesting. Uh, next up, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. This is one that you probably wouldn't want to get. <laughs> <laughs> We and have Western Michigan up against BYU. Oh, that's not a good get for BYU, I wouldn't have thought. I think they'll win that one. They beat in Wisconsin earlier in the year. They played Utah close, uh, or relatively close, in the Holy War uh, earlier in, or only a couple of weeks ago. So I'm taking BYU in a game that no one will watch. <laughs> yeah, no, you're probably right there. I mean, Western Michigan were good for a, a good chunk of the year. They had a six-game win streak going on for a while, but then it all fell in a hole for them. So I think BYU are a much better football team, and that will show out. Yep. Next up, the Birmingham Bowl. We have Memphis and Wake Forest. 
I don't know where I sit on this. If we get the Wake Forest that put up like a billion points on Duke, then yes, they'll win. But I think Memphis's offense will do enough to squeak by Wake Forest. I think that's another one where it means probably more for those group of five teams, particularly in the upper echelon of group of five, to prove that they belong with the big boys. Not that Wake Forest is a big boy, but... You know, you know, I think it just means a little bit more to them. So I think I'm going to take Memphis. Yeah, I'm with you there. I take, I'll back Memphis. Uh, more because I don't have a lot of faith in the middle of the ACC, which is essentially all of the ACC yeah, this yeah. year. I, I think it's not very good. And yeah. Memphis are a good football team. And that's why they'll win. Yep. Okay. Fair so, enough. So, yeah. It, it, I mean, it could, could surprise because you don't know what you're going to get with Wake Forest. But, yeah. Yeah. All right, moving along, Saturday, December 22nd, we have the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. So this here has Houston facing up against Army. Uh, I'm going to take Houston. I think their offense will be too much. If they get out in front of that triple option, Army will not be able to hang with them from a scoring perspective. It's obviously more or less a home game for Houston, uh, you know, the distance is, is far less to travel at that point. Uh, Kendall Bryles and that offense will be too good for the Black Knights. I'm going to go with the Army in this Ooh, one. Oh, wow. And that's purely based on discipline. I'm thinking armed services going to be disciplined. They're not going to go away for their bowl game and get absolutely torn up. Where Houston... Just going up the road, see all the boys up in DFW. Fuck, that's party time. Yeah. <laughs> They're going large. They're barely going to show up and, and Army are going to make them hurt as much as the hangover will. Wow, okay. Interesting. Uh, next up, the Dollar General Bowl. Oh, God. So here we have Buffalo and Troy going head to head. I don't know. I would would have said Buffalo's first half last week, I'd pick them. I'm going to take the Trojans yeah. out of the Sun Belt. They've had a really, really good year. I'm going to take Troy. Okay, I don't know how the Bulls will respond to the choking episode uh, over conference championship weekend, but I'm going to back them in. They're, I think they're a better football team. It's just whether they throw the bundle in and have a good time of it or want a bit of redemption to get a bit to get some silverware to walk away this year with. Yep. Next up, Hawaii yeah. Bowl. We have our team. Australia's the, team. The show's team. All of Australia's team, you're right. Hawaii playing at home against Louisiana Tech. Now, I think Louisiana Tech are probably better at a neutral site, but a home game for the Rainbow Warriors, they, you know, 8-5 and five is a fantastic season for them. They were bowl eligible, the first team bowl eligible potentially all year. Um, so I'm, I'm back in the Rainbow Warriors. Let's get behind Australia's team. It's something that we probably haven't spoken about so much as we've wound the season up, but this has, you know, they've had a fantastic year and, and I'm all aboard. Yeah, I mean, they, they dropped four after being 6-1 and one on the bounce, the Rainbow Warriors, which is disappointing, but this is this will be another week for them in paradise. Yeah. Louisiana Tech, same as last one. They're going to be enjoying themselves. They'll be out on the beach. They're not going to be thinking about football, so they're not going to win. Uh, Hawaii will win that football game. Okay. Uh, next up, the Serve Pro First Responder Bowl. So this one is played in Dallas at the Cotton Bowl. We have Boise State and Boston College. Fascinating matchup. It is. I 
think that Boston College's defense will be too good. We saw what happened last week with Fresno State and Boise State when Boise really fell away offensively. And, and I'm not particularly excited about Boston College's offense by any means, but I think their defense holds up enough and they win in a pretty close one. Yeah, two teams who like to run the ball. Uh, wasn't very impressed with what I saw out of Boise, no. uh, which is probably unfair because they're difficult conditions. But on the back of that one, I'm going to go with Boston. Yep. Uh, the quick lane bowl. We have Georgia Tech and Minnesota. I would love to pick Minnesota. You know what? I am going to pick Minnesota. I actually think Georgia Tech are the better team. I'm going to take Minnesota. Uh, it's a little bit closer for them, I suppose, being in Detroit. Uh, but let's go the Golden Gophers. Yeah. I was on them early, uh, and hopefully they can get the ball moving offensively uh, and and stop that triple option with Quan Marshall and, and the, the Jackets. Yeah, com- coming off a big win against Wisconsin, uh, they'd... They'd be happy up and about, but Paul Johnson's last matchup. It is that, yeah. The send off. I'm going to back Georgia Tech just on that. Yep, that's a fairly good point. Uh, next up, the Cheese It Bowl. The Cheese It Bowl in Phoenix, Arizona. Phoenix, Arizona. We have TCU, who I am shocked made a bowl. They game. may be the worst bowl eligible team against Cow. I'm taking Cow the whole way. Not that I'm 100% believing in Cow. Uh, their defense has been really, really good, but TCU are not a good team. They're just no, not good. No, I mean, the, their defense is all right. Normally, this year, they've been down a bit. I'm going to take TCU to win this game. Oh, God, I, that's I, just a big 12 pick. Uh, it's. I think it's a, a coaching thing here. So, for me, I've got more faith in Gary Patterson, uh, and I'm going to go with that. Okay. So, yep. do you know who the Cowhead coach is? Sexy guy. Uh, can't think of his name right now. I say sexy. He's middle-aged and he's not, above average. He's not Bill Snyder. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, moving on. Thursday, December 27, we have the Walk-Ons Independence Bowl. Justin Wilcox is the head coach at Cow. There we go. Forget about that one. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, Sorry about that. So we have Walk-Ons Independence Bowl, Temple and Duke. Who you uh, like here? Oh. Temple started off really, really slow. Then they won some decent games and pushed some good teams. Providing Daniel Jones stays and doesn't declare... Well, I mean, even if he does declare, but plays in the game, I think Duke, surely, David Cutcliffe are too good. I think, like you said in the last one, coaching is massive in bowl games because it's a one-shot deal. Uh, and getting teams prepared means that's something he's very good at, so I'm taking Duke. My thoughts exactly on that one. That was, that was what I was going to mention. I think Duke, with a bit of time to prepare for this one, will come out and get the job done. Next up, your boys. In the New Era Pinstripe Bowl, we have Wisconsin coming up against Miami at Yankee Stadium. I am not confident. And there's a few reasons for that. We played Wisconsin in the Orange Bowl last year. Both teams have had disappointing seasons and we got turned over pretty badly. We talked about coaching and Paul Christ is a fantastic coach up at Wisconsin. I think he's done a really, really good job there. And from a single game perspective, he is a far, far better coach than Mark Rick in preparing his team. Mark Rick is going to put out what he puts out week by week. Inside zone, four verts. Uh, punt. So you know that's what's coming and, and the Canes just won't adjust well enough. Thirdly, you're possibly playing in some terrible weather. You've got the boys from South Florida playing up in potential snow. 
that doesn't bode well for them. So you're taking Wisconsin? Yeah, at a canter. I'm going to say like two touchdowns. Yeah, I am also backing Wisconsin. Uh, I've mentioned a couple times now. New York is a place you can go and have fun. There is plenty of spots to get out and, and go about. Whilst the Wisconsin boys will be hunkered in, eating food and shit, the Miami boys will not be. <laughs> they will be enjoying the nightlife that New York has to offer. And as a result, Wisconsin will... I think the Canes are favourite. Uh, I believe you're right, yeah. Which means Miami has been favourite in every single game this year. And that's disappointing for a team that's gone 7-5. and five. It sure would be. Uh, next up, the Academy Sports Plus Outdoors plus, Texas Bowl. Plus. Plus Outdoors Texas Bowl. Yes. Is that not what that little symbol means? Uh, I would say and. At Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl. No, but Sports plus, plus Outdoors. Plus Outdoors. Sports Plus Outdoors. Okay. Baylor and Vanderbilt. Wow, I, this I actually of all the six and six teams, this is probably the most interesting six yeah, and I'm six sort of game. I think Vanderbilt are far more experienced at the quarterback position with Kyle Shermer, and and their defense has actually been a little bit improved. Then you've got a Baylor Bears team who is clearly on the up under Matt Rule, uh, and Brewster at quarterback for them has done a pretty good job, and and. I don't know. I'll take Vandy, I think, just through a little bit of experience. But I actually think Baylor are probably a more athletic uh, and talented team. Yeah, I'm taking Vanderbilt. I don't like that we're picking so many the same year, but I like them in this one. I think they've had a very good year. They've lost uh, some disappointing matchups, but they've been in quite a few, quite a few games. Uh, and on the back of that, I think they'll get the job done over Baylor. Next up is the Franklin American Mortgage Music City Bowl. Awesome. Now, just quickly on this one, this is the first of the three games on December 28th. And if you have to pick a day to follow some bowl games and you get one day only that isn't the New Year's Six, this is probably a pretty good one to take a look at. Yeah, good call. There's some ripper matchups here. So this one has your boys, the Boilermakers Purdue, up against the Auburn Tigers. I'm going to say Purdue are going to win this one, and that will be the end for Gus Malzahn at Auburn. Okay. I am going to disagree with you, and I believe Auburn will win this football match. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Next up is the Camping World Bowl. So this is one that we kind of touched on a little bit earlier, or maybe this is when we were just chatting, but one we're both excited about, Syracuse and West Virginia. Give me some points. Both ranked teams. Yeah, Eric Dungy at Syracuse just scores a lot of touchdowns, both through the air and with his feet as well. West Virginia, uh, led by Will Greer, do a really, really good job offensively. And their defense, while it started off quite well, has semi-disintegrated. I think Syracuse are fighting fire with fire here. And I just think West Virginia... Uh, with their receivers on the outside, with David Seals, the fourth or whatever he is, uh, are going to be too good. I mean, this was a team that was seconds away from going to the Big Ten championship game. Uh, and Big they're, 12? Sorry, Big 12 championship game. And they're in the conversation for the playoff deep into the season. I, I just think they're a class above Syracuse at the moment. Yep. No, I'm back in West Virginia in this one. They have been a very good team this year. And this is the audition, the final audition for Will Greer before he takes his next step into the pros, uh, as is expected. So I think there's a lot of motivation for him to really have a good outing, run up the score and make sure they get the win. 
Next up, the Valero Alamo Bowl. So this is uh, at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. We have Iowa State and Washington State matched up. Wow. Uh, this should be another fantastic one as well. You've got two well-coached teams. Uh, Matt Campbell looking after the clones and, of course, uh, Mike Leach after the Cougars from Washington State. Ooh, I don't know where I sit. Again, if Washington State's offense can get going with the moustache Minchu, uh, they can put up a lot of points and I see them doing quite well. But Iowa State's defense has been good and Brock Purdy's continually productive. I'm going to take... And I don't know why I'm thinking weather plays into this. I mean, it's going to be a speedy track, which probably suits the air raid a little bit more. But I think I'm going to take the clones with little confidence. Okay, yeah. I mean, this one could go either way. Iowa State, while started the season slow, have been quite good. Uh, A very good Big 12 team this year. But Washington State were in the conversation for at least the Pac-12 championship. But even, you know, top 10 ranking honours for quite a while was there. And on the back of Gardner Minshew's season, I'll back that fella in one more time. Yeah, and that makes sense. I could easily see that. Cool. Go the the moustache. Is he still rocking that? I hope so. Surely. Yeah. Next up is the Belk Bowl. Uh, So this is South Carolina and Virginia. Anything? South Carolina. Okay. Uh, they continue to score a lot of points. Although Debo Samuel being out probably puts a bit of a dent in that one for them. Uh, Bryce Perkins at Virginia's done a really, really good job. But South Carolina just seems to score 35 points every week. I don't think Virginia will be able to hang with them. Uh, I think Virginia being a, a contender in the ACC was an absolute misnomer and they just got buoyed by a particularly weak uh, down year in the coastal, but that, I don't rate them really as a team. And and South Carolina play entertaining games, so it's probably actually going to be close. But the Cox for me. Okay, I'm gonna take Virginia in this one. Oh no, no real reason. Just it's in Charlotte is that? Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. I don't know. Uh, next up, the Nova Home Loans Arizona Bowl. Uh, I probably don't really care that much. Arkansas about the Wolf- State and Nevada about the Wolfpack or Arkansas State. I'm gonna take. Arkansas State, they're in the running for the Sun Belt, deepish into the season. Nevada scored a lot of points early, but again fell away as they got into conference play in the Mountain West. I think I'm going to take Arkansas State. Yeah, I'm going to go Nevada just to be different. Cool. Uh, Next up is the Military Bowl, presented by North Grumman. Northrop Grumman? Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Virginia Tech, Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati again a team that was ranked at some point in the season and so were Virginia Tech till they lost to Citadel oh wow uh, and but they they had a really good job uh, had a really good season sorry until they really kind of just fell away and dis- like fell off not fell off a cliff but fell off a media cliff at least and they just weren't talked about at all anymore I don't rate Virginia Tech I think Cincinnati would be too good I think maybe even though Virginia Tech's coaching staff is far better yeah, I'm going to take Cincy Luke, Luke Fickle knows what he's doing now he, he does actually that's a fair shout yeah uh, I am going Cincinnati as well they have the best punter in the game James Smith good Aussie boy so that'll be enough to get it done for them yep next up Hyundai 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 yeah. Hyundai Sun Bowl <laughs> We have Pitt and Stanford. Stanford, easily. Their defense will be two. Or actually, two kind of similarly matched teams. Both teams just like are very one-dimensional off, on offense. They like to run the ball and play good defense. 
but we saw Pitt struggle down the stretch against, they put up three points against Miami and they put up, what, 17 or 14 or something against Clemson last week. But I'm going to take the Cardinal in Bryce Love's last game. Yes, I will take Stanford as well. Uh, next up, the Red Box Bowl. We have Michigan State and Oregon playing in Levi Stadium. So this one's that. actually a bit of an interesting, or oh, historically interesting. You would think it should be interesting with Oregon and Michigan State, but it's probably not really. Uh, both teams are a little bit down at the moment. I'm going to take Herbert and the Ducks. Yes, I am also going Oregon. Michigan State can't score. Yeah, that's an issue that they've got. Uh, next up, AutoZone Liberty Bowl. My boys, the Oklahoma State Cowboys, are uh, going head-to-head with Missouri in Memphis, Tennessee. Now, I'm going to say that because Oklahoma are playing a team that has a better record than them, they're going to win. Now, if Missouri were, you know, 6-6 six and six as well and a bit mediocre, then, of course, I'd be taking them to blow out Oklahoma State. But since Oklahoma State play up to their competition, I'm going to take the Cowpokes. Yeah, no Larry uh, Larry Sanders, I think, as well. So we mentioned Justice Hill's not playing. Larry Sanders is a starting guard who's not going to get drafted but is sitting out the bowl game. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, maybe he's trying to become like a pro... Wrestler? Uh, or, or like a game, like PlayStation game player, video game player. I don't fucking know, but... Couple wow. of big, couple of big outs that's going to hurt the program. Uh, Jordan Brailford has declared for the draft, but will play in the matchup, which is good. I'm going to back Oklahoma State because you feel um, like you should. Screw you, then. I'm going to go Missouri and Drew Lock. Okay, I'm flipping, flipping on that one. Next up, we have the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl, Northwestern good. and Utah. Uh, wow. Uh, I wasn't super impressed by Clayton Thorson and the Wildcats against Ohio State. Utah were actually pretty solid against Washington. Their defense will be too good. They will score just enough points. It's a little bit geographically closer. San Diego, California is supposed to be a pretty fun place as well, though. It's a fair bit closer, I would have thought. Yeah, well, obviously. (laughs) So I'm going to take the Utes. Yes, me too. Uh, And because of the whole Mormon thing in Utah, they're probably not going to party down there, so they will win. Uh, Next up, Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. You know, not everyone on Utah's roster is from Utah. Get out of town. (laughs) Why are they playing there, though? Uh, Don't hate my logic. uh, (laughs) Don't question it. Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. We have NC State and Texas A&M. Uh, A and M. I think, yeah. Uh, no real reason. I think NC State's record is overblown. Also in a down year for the ACC. Whereas A and M have played some pretty good games against Clemson, uh, and had a, had a strong finish to the year. So I'm gonna take A and M. I think. I think I'm gonna go NC State in a bit of an upset here. Ooh. Uh, I like Ryan Finley. Yeah. Uh, I feel like this would be a bit of an upset. So I'm gonna back that. Yeah, okay. Outback Bowl, Iowa and Mississippi State. Um, obviously, you can tell I've put a lot of thought into these before we've yes. gone on air. Yes. <laughs> uh, I think without Noah Fant, not that he's had a spectacular season, I don't think. Uh, Mississippi State, depends what version of Nick Fitzgerald they get. If they can decide they can run and pass the ball in the same game, then they'll win. Iowa's defense is pretty good. This game could be like a 7-3 to three game. Yeah, it feels that way, doesn't it? I don't know if I'd watch it, 
but I'll take Mississippi State, I think. I will also take Mississippi State. Next up is the VRBO Citrus Bowl. So we have a good matchup here, Kentucky and Penn State. Who do you like? Uh, I don't know. A okay. Kentucky defense that was good up until the last few weeks, and then they started to get exposed pretty badly. And a Penn State offense that can do good things mostly with Trace McSorley. Uh, but again, a lot of their rushing yards had come uh, via him through the majority of the season uh, and until more recent times where they've got, where they've got a little bit of help from whom after here. Uh, Juwan Johnson on the outside has been good. Uh, Miles Sanders, of course, at running back who's come on nicely. I think I'll take... Penn State, but I would like to see West. Uh, Ken, sorry, not West Kentucky. I'd like to see Kentucky finish on a high for a really good season for the Wildcats. Okay, uh, I am going to take Penn State. I yeah. think that they will win that one, and that is has brought us finally to the yeah, end of that was those bowl games. Okay, that brings us to the end of what is now going to be part one of our bowl season preview. Uh, we are going to take a breather from the sweat box for a second. And then on the other side, we will get stuck into uh, the New Year's Six Bowl games, our bowl predictions, and getting on the punt as well. So make sure you do have a listen to the following episode. Also, as always, on Twitter and on Instagram, at College Football Down Under. My name's Aaron, that is Will, and we will see you on the other side.